Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast. Thanks for joining me for episode 64 of the show. My name is Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. As a quick reminder, you can find detailed show notes for this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 64. This week, we're going to talk about yet another little-known opportunity for writers and copywriters, and that's the opportunity of scripting and producing what are typically called explainer videos and doing that for some of your clients. Now, explainer videos are nothing more than really short, usually about one to two minute, uh, simple and engaging explanations of what a product does or a service does and how it solves a key problem. They're not demo videos, so they're not a demo of the product or the service. Rather, they're high-level presentations, uh, usually involving some sort of computer animation or live action. There's a story element to it. There's an entertainment factor in most of them. And they've become incredibly popular over the past few years. To discuss this opportunity in great detail, I've brought in a real pro in this area. Her name is Kathy Cabrera, and she is from Red Clip Video. And as you'll hear in this interview, Kathy has a pretty unique background that has enabled her to build a growing business around explainer videos. So she's going to talk about what this work is all about, what it involves, the different opportunities for writers, what you can charge, and where you can find business. And of course, it depends on how you want to structure this. And there's many different ways you could do this. So let's get right to it. And I'll come back at the end with a quick announcement. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here with you today. Well, we're talking today about videos and specifically something that's really been trending over the past few years in the B2B content marketing world, and it's called explainer videos. And this is the world you live in. So let's start there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your business, and, and the type of work you do? Certainly. Thank you um, very much. So I have a 15-year marketing background. And while I was working in marketing, um, primarily as an independent person, an independent consultant, like many of your audience members, a freelancer, I also pursued um, just I couldn't get rid of this urge within myself to be a filmmaker. I couldn't kill it. So I decided that I had to actually pursue it. And um, over the course of the last 15 years, um, in the mid-2000s, I attended the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television, and I received a an MFA in screenwriting and producing. And while it was, it was all very serendipitous, because while I was at film school, um, I my specialty was making short films as a producer, which is pretty much a project manager in the film world, and then using the storytelling element as a um, as a you know as a as a writer. And when I decided to how, what to do with my my um, graduate degree after I finished, um, I decided in addition to you know doing some fun Hollywood type endeavors and teaching, which I currently do, I also saw the need um, for businesses to use 
their own little films or videos or short online videos to communicate with their audience. Um, YouTube was founded in 2006. I actually finished UCLA in 2008. And around that time, um, I saw a lot of businesses communicating well um, through the digital storytelling platform that is YouTube. In addition to, especially in the B2B realm, there was actually, people were trying, but there was definitely some evolution that could take place with um, small to mid-sized companies hopping on the bandwagon of engaging their their audience, essentially their customers, um, but doing so in a way that was savvy, but yet still cost-effective for their budgets. Mm -hmm. And so um, something that's really taken off in the B2B world, especially for, um, you know, if you need to give someone enough detailed information about your product or solution or services to hook them enough to see that you're differentiated in a compelling way from the competitor. But at the same time, you also have to pull them in with something emotional or tangible or immediately relevant in the first five seconds. And so explainer videos are actually a great way to do that because since it's animated, you have complete control of, you know, however you want to illustrate it, whether it's a word driven, you know, words up on the screen driven storytelling, or if you want to go more of like what would appear to be a cartoon, but obviously it wouldn't be like a cartoon for a young audience. It would be cartoon type elements, like an illustrated character to represent your hero be in most cases is the, the audience that you're solving the problem for. And so explainer videos are sort of the industry term for it, but I really like to think of it as, you know, an animated video that entertains, engages, and explains so that you're not only presenting information to people, but you're also engaging them, getting their attention, and you're entertaining them. You know, not you don't have to entertain them with a with a with the latest Hollywood blockbuster movie. You can entertain them by um, letting them see, you know, a better way to go about doing something, or paying paying tribute to what they currently have to suffer through with their outdated processes processes or something like that. So I think that explainer videos are so popular because they're so effective because you have total control of the of the graphics you have um, you know as as long as you know exactly how you want to communicate want and should be communicating to your audience and then you it's an easy way to put the pieces together in a way that pops you know most people will take an action are more likely to take the intended action you want them to take if you not only tell it to them but you show them as well so it's really i think there was something in the first grade when they said show and tell yeah <laughs> there was really something to that right they were they were uh training us for what was coming yes yes <laughs> so all right so these are it sounds like most of them are animated i assume they're fairly short i mean what's what's what would you say is the average length well what i think it's good to do with any particular video is think about where people are watching the video where in their life cycle with you they're watching the video. So if and and how long of an attention span you'll have based on that. So in the B2B marketing world, you know, we really spend a lot of time thinking about the buying cycle and where the touch points are. So if someone's coming to your website and, you know, maybe they were pulled in from social media, maybe like LinkedIn referred them to your site or maybe they subscribed to your blog or maybe they got they got an email from you. That is something that you really just have to use some type of video component or multimedia or something beautiful visually to pull them in just enough to keep their attention so that they won't abandon your website, let's say your homepage, for example, or let's say like a product page. So, but let's say like people just go to your website, 
you are going to have a very short attention span. So something on a website should probably be, um, you know, a sweet spot would be 60 seconds, but typically for something that's more complex, which most B2B solutions and services are, you know, I'd say, you know, 90 seconds would be a, a good example. Um, you can also do a, like if you're, if you're retaining anything, any company to help you with this, or you are doing it yourself internally, especially with like the writing and the concepting and the messaging, um, while you're putting in the effort for one explainer video, you should probably also think through, th think through, okay, if someone is, um, has had an, checked out the website, opened up a what opened up a white paper, downloaded it, opted, opted into our emails and has done a sales call. That person is pretty warmed up. Like they're pretty high, you know, they've traveled pretty far in the buying, the life, the buying cycle about whether or not they're, they'll use you or when they're ready that they'll use your company. And so if someone is already to sort of like that fourth stage of the buying cycle, you can definitely use an, use an animated explainer type video, that concept and that type of video to do something longer form. You know, if you, if you want to do like a very detailed, um, product demo or if you're trying to get investors and you have a PowerPoint, you know, versus um, using a static PowerPoint, you might look to how you can use an explainer type video motion, you know, graphics, um, music, voice, and just that engaging, uh, compelling visual element that explainer videos are, you know, you could go, you could produce something as long as five minutes, but as long as you understood that it had like a very, very select elite audience that would even be exposed to it and that the lead audience there would be like you know someone who was further down the the pipeline in terms of like your your lead generation and things like that yeah you've earned you've earned that time at that point yes. right so yes. so it sounds like uh you know it could go anything from 60 to 90 seconds uh, kind of at the top of the sales funnel right somebody yes. just coming into your site they don't know you trust you or anything yet you're trying to earn that trust and all the way to maybe something a little bit longer along the lines of five minutes plus, uh, wow. assuming that they're much further down the, the sales funnel and you have something very specific uh, to, to tell or, or to explain. And, and, you know, what I'm hearing here, too, is like this is starting to sound a lot like white papers uh, or other marketing communications, right? You're essentially turning a lot of these things that might be in written form and converting them to a video form. Yes, we've actually been speaking with a lot of digital marketing teams about, um, or even print marketing teams, where taking what you might have printed as a brochure for somebody to pick up from your trade show booth, and then converting that into some sort of video content so that it's, you know, it's out there and, and it's in sort of a very livable, engaging, but also easily edited form. So if you have a brochure, you might want to think through, how can I take this brochure and make it uh, not electronic as a PDF, but take the graphics from the brochure or the, like the headlines and put it through some sort of animated technique so then you can engage your audience in a follow-up email campaign or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, and that's the other stage, right, which we haven't talked about is the kind of the follow-up or even uh, kind of the nurturing side of things. Yes, uh, right? yes. I've, I've talked to a lot of marketers recently who have had to get really creative on the nurturing side of things. And just to kind of explain that, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, let's say somebody, um, you have a B2B company and you've kind of um, – uh, worked with a prospect to a certain point and for some reason they went with another with a competitor or they kind of fell off the face of the earth um, 
it's standard practice now to stay in touch with them in a value added way uh, over the course of even a couple of years. And you want to send valuable content to them. The challenge is what do you send them? You know, so uh, so many companies are doing this now that you have to get really creative in the kind of content you send in order to keep them engaged, in order to keep, you know, get them to read it or, or watch it or listen to it. Definitely, definitely. And I, I think um, just a few ideas about keeping your audience engaged. I'd say that in addition to continuing to nurture people who aren't extremely warm leads, but they haven't, you know, unsubscribed from receiving updates from you, those in addition to your current customer base and, and getting more recurring or referred business through your current customer base are two audiences that could definitely be engaged through like you know, maybe like an animated explainer video series. Um, in some cases, if you create a really cool hero in your initial explainer video, um, you could, at any time you have a feature upgrade that's pretty significant, you know, or a new product rollout, instead of just saying, you know, this particular feature upgrade is has been released, you could really go into the life of the world of the character and, and describe, well, first, you, you would incite the interest of your target audience by showing some relatability, by saying, we know that you deal with this particular thing on an everyday basis, and it makes you work late, or it makes the reporting late, or, or whatever the issue or issue might be. And so that's why we at such and such company have upgraded, you know, we've heard you and we agree with you and want to help you. And, and we've upgraded our solution to help with this specific thing. So it's sort of like you don't only need an explainer video when you launch a company or launch a brand, but if you continue to use it as sort of like a communications medium to um, to communicate with your audience, I mean, that's why television is so incredibly successful um, because people come back day in and day out to, for the character's story. And so if a B2B audience sees themselves in your video, that's also a great way to keep them coming back to like your website or to your blog or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what's involved in creating these videos. Can you walk me through kind of high level, you know, without getting into a lot of detail, but what's sure, sure. involved? So essentially, um, when you first start a, an explainer video, you want to realize that you are totally beholden and you need to be, in order for it to be successful and worth the investment of both your time, your team's time, and then the investment of, you know, having an animation team come, in, come and be involved, you absolutely have to work in service of the audience. And so in order to do that, I recommend bringing three to five people on board, you know, maybe some customers you also have a good relationship with who would give you an honest answer if you ask them, hey, the way that we're presenting the character, is this relatable? Is this what you actually deal with? You know, things like that. Because sometimes if you're an internal marketer or even an agency marketer working with the with the client, um, you really... Um, you're sort of drinking your own Kool-Aid, um, yeah. and we all do it. <laughs> I've even created my own videos and put them out there and got some some great feedback in terms of either how they could be improved or you know future ideas. And so I always recommend creating an audience that you are um, instead of put instead of investing in the video and putting it out there and then seeing whether or not it engages. I would say guarantee that you're in service of your audience by having the audience be a part of the actual video making process. And I would, I would say, um, just prepare them. Say, you know, we're going to be working on this for the course of six to eight weeks. Are you available to read our script, look at our storyboard, and then watch the first or second cut of the video once it's available? And in that way, like we've actually say, um, I've actually worked with clients who have learned things from their customers that they then went and re-messaged about their, their entire brand or their entire website 
like they went back and like tweaked some things that were actually really key differentiators that they never thought to highlight, but that their customers actually came back to them and said, well, actually you should highlight this in the video because this really made a difference. Or once we started using the product, this is why we're continuing to use it and upgrading or something like that. So you could learn a lot about some of your marketing messaging by going through this exercise, not only in the video, but other collateral as well. And so I would say step one, get your uh, test audience group totally involved in the process. We start with a, um, you know, whether you do this internally, you know, or you work with an outside team, um, it's great to start with like a story, what I would call like a story questionnaire. Um, sometimes it's like, it's like if you think about the stereotypical writer, you know, it's a very frustrated, unhappy person staring in front of a blank screen, wondering what problem do I have to solve and what is the story I have to tell? And the reason that there's like, you know, if you think about like Ernest Hemingway or some other famous writers, like typically like writers are kind of stereotyped as being like these, these very brooding people because they have to deal with the frustration of looking at the blank page and pulling pulling a story out of nowhere, essentially. That's so why to, Hemingway drank so much. I know, probably. So, so to save you and your team from this agony, um, what I totally recommend is starting off with like a story questionnaire. You know, most B2B companies are not operated by one sole person. It's totally a committee approach between agencies and freelancers and the internal marketing department and the customers and the CEO. So by getting everyone involved in the questionnaire process, you you bring about people's thoughts and considerations. You know, maybe one idea will catalyze to another. Um, so by involving people in the questionnaire process, and like, so the questionnaire might go something like this. It might be something to the effect of like, you know, who is the audience for this for this um, video? Um, what is the key challenge? And and by audience, that would be like your buyer persona. You know, you might have like three to five different buyer personas, but you would probably want to make this video primarily messaged and the story told to the most important or crucial buyer persona who's going to you know have the the, the most. Um, What's the word I want? Just the majority of the decision-making power on whether or not to use you. You really want to speak to them. And you want to think through, okay, who is this person? What do they deal with? You know, right down to like, you know, maybe age brackets, you know, gender may or may not play into that. Definitely location. Like if you have a North American audience, how you position something might be different than how you speak to, you know, an, 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 a European audience or an Asian audience or um, South American audience. So you want to think through who is this video primarily for? And then um, from there, determine... Um, how you how what the world is going to look like where the person's going to live the next uh, key question like let's say you kept it to like you know five to eight questions um, so the next question would be something to the effect of what is the um, not not in like the very nitty-gritty this is how we solve your exact problem in this specific way level but rather what is the very high level challenge or issue that this person has to deal with who is in need of a solution, whether or not they know that they need a solution. So in that case, you know, let's say it's um, like, for example, if I'm making an explainer video about why people need video, I would say something like, um, you know, at marketers are very busy. Their audiences are also very busy. So you need a way to communicate to your audience in, in a in a format that is quick, engaging, and it gets your message across quickly, and it works with your other marketing things. So, um, if I started to go into like the specifics about like how 
how video can help you, you know, optimize emails and improve website performance and do all other, you know, very specific things. That's, that's too nitty gritty. So like my key issue would be like, how do you help marketers speak to more people in more ways and do more with a specific type of content? And so you would want to keep it like very, very high level. And then you sort of like want to help so the person working at their desk, like let's say you make B2B accounting software. So the accountant working at their desk, like all of us, has tunnel vision. Like you go into work, you deal with what you have to deal with, and then you leave. And most of us leave thinking, oh my gosh, I still didn't finish those 10 other things on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't, you just work in this continuous cycle of like not having gotten enough done that day, but knowing that you couldn't have really done anything else without cloning yourself or working over a weekend. And so you want to address at like a a situational level, like what they have to deal with. And that might be something like either comparing to, uh, you know, processes that don't work, or maybe you have like specific competitors who aren't as good as what you do, but it's like, they're very popular in the marketplace. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a curse that people have to deal with because you know their their stakeholders have already invested in that technology or something like that. So you could be you know pretty specific about some of the competitive things that your your solution solves, or you could just say like you know the status quo way of doing this. But what you really need, and then the, the next question would be something to the effect of um, how is what you provide, um, you know, how can you actually help them? Like not this is exactly how we help you and like list out the features, but rather like talk about, you know, you need to do this, you know, sort of like speak to people's goals. So you start sort of like hinting at the happy ending that they could have. If this were a Hollywood movie, you always want to give your characters a happy ending. And in a B2B explainer video, you want to be that happy ending. So you kind of like start to give them a glimpse. Like it's almost like if someone's sitting at their desk and looking out the window, thinking about, well, this is what I would actually like to do, but I just can't do it in my current circumstances. So you want to sort of like paint them a blue sky about like what it is that you know that they need and then come in and and talk about. So the next question would be, how does your company solve that immediate need and how can you make their entire world better? So it would be something to the effect of, um, you know, the, the next question would be something to the effect of, you know, what is it that you provide specifically to that audience that can help them? And then you go about and describe how you want to make it if it's a, a homepage teaser video, me, teaser meaning like, you know, it's not a five minute product demonstration, but rather a, you know, just the teaser element to like get them in and then get them involved in other areas of your website. Um, then you would want to address at a very high level how it is that you can help them the immediate goals and long-term goals that they'll achieve and then end on a, a quick call to action or an incentive. You know, it might be the call to action might be contact us for a free demo. Or if you're um, trying to, um, let's say it's like an explainer video for like to gain more people to become involved in your user community. Maybe the call to action would be, you know, like get involved and have your voice heard, you know, join our user community here or something like that. Or if it's connected to a specific event that you have, you know, the call to action should be quick and tangible and have an immediate benefit for them. So like if you're currently offering a free trial or you're trying to get more people to, to download whatever they would need to like consider whether or not to use your product, you would want to have it be quick and tangible and clickable, you know, like, um, hyperlinked within the video is great. It's also very important when you post your videos to like have something, you know, quick that people can link that people can click on. And so um, you want to think through like, so the main key questions would be, who is your audience? Um, What challenge do they have? How can you, what are they currently dealing with in the world that's holding them back? 
Uh, four would be, you know, if they could have their dream solution, you know, what is it that they, what are the goals that they want to achieve that they're not currently able to? How can you help provide just enough differentiation in there that you make them realize how you're different than the competition and then end on a quick call to action? So you would ask the questions that would sort of like feed into those story moments. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see how there's a lot of planning and strategy that that's going on yes. here before you write the script, before you even shoot anything. So let, let's talk a little bit about the creative process because you've mentioned two things. So you have um, you have the the writing background, the the marketing communications background, of course, the film background. So what parts of this process are you involved in? Sure. So essentially, when I um, when I get in, when a client comes to me, and I typically have done a lot of B two B explainer videos. Um, when a B two B marketer comes to me, or the agency representing a client comes to me and says, "I need to make an explainer video," um, I, I operate in the capacity of a digital storyteller. So I help facilitate the story and the client and the company discovering what their story should be and how they can best communicate to the audience. And then um, I work with a team. So Red Clip, my particular company, Red Clip Video, is a company because we do have teams that specialize in each of these, in various styles of what we do. Animated explainers are one segment of B2B videos that we focus on. And so um, I will then involve my illustration team. Like basically, we will take the responses to these types of questions and then come up with a script. So in some cases, I am, I'm working on the writing. In some cases, sometimes the client themselves will prefer to do the writing after they've been through this exercise. Or in some cases, I'll work with a writer as a, you know, as a co-writer or sort of like an editor of the writing. And then, um, so we'll get the script out of the way. Once the script has sort of been um, evaluated and revised by the test audience of customers, by the, by the core group that would need it, you know, there's a huge lack of alignment in a lot between a lot of sales and marketing departments. So, you know, you'd also want to make sure that sales was involved in this process since this is supposed to enable and empower them to do more with their, their um, customer touch points. Um, and so once the script is out of the way, then um, we would um, tap our red clip team of um, illustrators to go through and put together a storyboard. So, um, a storyboard is basically a, it could be a PowerPoint or it could be, you know, some, it's like an online platform where basically uh, each section of the spoken narration of the script um, would correlate to like scene one. Okay. In scene one, these are the three, three film frames that we will have shown during this spoken part of the narration. So you would show the character in their world dealing with the issue that they have to deal with. And then you would have that part of the script spoken while that particular visual elements were coming up on screen before you can actually get to that in the video. First, you have to like, you know, draw it and map it out in the form of a storyboard. Um, once we um, have the storyboard out of the way, then we um, work with our animation team, which includes obviously animators. It also includes a sound, a sound engineer. We get, um, you know, the voiceover, the voiceover is also, if, if you're, um, if you're doing something that's animated with characters or visuals, a voiceover is usually essential. Sometimes if you have a, 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 a video that is all word driven, um, sometimes you can just play that to music depending how many, you know, how descriptive the words are. Um, so you will also have the voiceover recorded. The voiceover will be selected based on how they relate to your buyer persona audience. Um, we'll select the music that, you know, 
gets the tone of the video right and keeps the momentum going. And we'll put all of those elements together to create like the first cut of the video. And then from there, we'll, you know, put it out with all of the stakeholders, you know, the sales team, the marketing team, the upper management, the, um, the customer audience. We'll get that feedback. We'll typically have to do a, a lot of recutting in the first version. And then the second version is pretty much ready to go. And then we'll sort of tweak it as needed. Um, you could also um, do multiple versions of the video. So if you're doing multiple versions, like let's say you have a teaser version and then a demo version, that might be too much to chew off in a simultaneous fashion. You might want to sort of first get the teaser, the web homepage video under control and then use the elements that you you already worked on to then create the second video. Um, it's important to maybe do those back to back if you know that you have a need for those, but try to just sort of focus on one to begin with and get it, get it through, push through the system and then go to the next one. So essentially it's just a process of pre, of, you know, pre, pre animation is like the concepting, the writing, um, the writing of the screenplay, the creation of the storyboard, and then going through to animation. And I'm assuming that at each step you are checking in with a client just to make sure you're on track and to make right. any adjustments right before you go to the next step, which is a lot more work. Every time you move to the next step, you're you're getting into a lot more work. Yeah, we definitely always recommend um, when we work with clients and you know for clients who are doing this internally, um, it's really important to save yourself the the time and the waste of resources, you always want to make sure that the script doesn't move to storyboard until everyone who's, whose opinion was was and should have been considered is taken into um, that their input has been addressed. You never want to do anything without having the previous step totally locked down and approved and that everybody agrees that they approved it. Um, otherwise, you're just going to um, it's going to be very, very much an uphill battle in the production stage. All right. So let's say that I'm, I'm a writer. Uh, I don't have staff, but I'm very interested in getting into this and doing this uh, maybe for existing clients. Uh, how do I how do I go about this in terms of finding the, the kind of talent you talked about? Illustrators, designers, video production people, voiceover people. I mean, I mean it seems like there's a lot of moving parts here. There are, and actually, it's really interesting. Like, I've had independent art directors and independent writers who have their own clients. You know, typically they're like the white paper writer, and, and they might even have experience working with a graphic designer to create a brochure, to create a white paper, or something like that, or a trade show collateral. Um, so, I would say, you know, think about who would need to be involved from a visual aspect who is currently on your team. And um, I would involve that person in the process from the get-go. And then um, I would think about, you know, if you've never made an explainer video before or you've never been involved in any video before at, on the on the project manager or producer side of things, um, I would definitely recommend seeking out um, a team or a, or a company or a digital partner, a digital marketing partner that has done explainer videos um, and that they have. So pretty much like even if you were to write the script and work with the client as like the client manager, that you could then rely on sort of like a one-stop team or a one-stop shop who has, who's made videos that are very specific to the B2B audience. Like, you know, let's say you're in internet security. You don't need to go with an animated explainer company that, has made um, exactly what it is that you're doing, but you just want to make sure that they have samples that are relevant to the type of audience that you're reaching out to. Because like, obviously like 
some sort of like fun animated thing for like a deodorant company is going to be very different than the very, very niche focused communications that B2B uh, marketers have to have. And, and I like your approach because this is this is a lot to, to try to do all at once. So if if you feel comfortable writing the script, but you know, you're not sure about, gosh, there's a lot of moving parts here. I don't know what I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience project managing. Maybe you can come in even like working for an agency or for a client. Like, I mean, in fact, I did this, right? So uh, for oh. a couple of different clients, I came in, I helped write the script, but they had a team behind me doing everything else. So I worked in conjunction with them and my client to get this done. And I learned a lot. And, and, you know, of course, at that point, I would think, and you tell me, Kathy, you can probably kind of see if they can take a peek behind the curtain so you can learn, you know, what's going on there on their side and how this is done. And maybe that will give you at least a foundational knowledge you can then leverage. Definitely, definitely. I think that, um, you know, if you... If you're working with a partner, it would be great to have transparency and have them involve you in each step so that you can make a, a more educated process next time around for your future video. So I think that the more you can learn about how what goes on, the more educated you can be about, you know, the types of teams that you work with or um, how you can even sort of like guide your client in a more efficient way to go through each step of the process. And have you seen uh, a lot of digital agencies out there who look for writers for this kind of work specifically? Yeah, so essentially um, writers who are in a position to adapt their voice to one that like versus like a technical manual or something like that, um, you know, writers that can communicate directly to the viewer or directly to the social follower in that very like immediate speaking to you way and they they get it in a way that it's um it's also like if you think about movies you know most movies people the dialogue isn't as we would normally speak or we wouldn't watch them we would just watch reality television you know um so i would just say if you have a if you currently have the ability to write in that a little bit more casual manner, you know, like almost like a social media type co- copy or a blog, like where, where like blogs are very, very personal. So I'd say if like, if you're able or willing to learn to write in a way that's um, conversational, quick, you know, very, and very targeted um, to not just delivering messages, but like relating to the audience, like if you want or currently do that, then I think that you are more than qualified to write scripts for explainer videos. So let me ask you about uh, compensation. And, and I want to keep this really high level. I don't sure. want you to kind of get too deep and um, into this because I know there's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot that could happen here and there's a lot of variety. But let's talk specifically about a basic explainer video on somebody's homepage. Uh, in B2B, uh, can you give me two different kind of price ranges? One would be what you could charge kind of as a turnkey service. You're in there, you're already established, and you're providing the whole package. And then if you have some idea of what a writer could charge just to work on the script, if they're working, doing this for the client or for an agency. Sure, I'd be, I'd be totally happy to address both of both of these things. So um, there are like if you just do a Google search for like animated explainers, um, uh, there are a lot of like uh, there are some automated services like 
I haven't personally produced any of these, but like from what I know and examples that people have shown me, like there are like little systems out there where you can select the characters and then they like talk and do things, but it's like very, um, it's not really custom to what you do. Um, So if you think that your audience will engage with that, you know, you just always want to think through like what is actually going to achieve the goal for my audience. Because I've actually had people come to me with like some, some of like the really kind of like, um, cobbled together stuff with like some some automatic some automated system and I, I can't even watch it and they're actually hiring me to like evaluate it so like um so you always <laughs> just want to think like for watchability like is this actually going to achieve the goal and so I would say like you know if you're looking to make a, a professional explainer video um, you could go about it in two different ways like there's I'm sure that you've seen the explainer videos which might have some graphics, but they're actually like the story is driven by large words on the screen that are like kind of typed out and or they they come in on like a curl or something like that or you know they're 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 um there's animated elements to the words coming up on the screen. So those are more like um those are still explainer videos, but they're like more word driven storytelling. Um, so I would say you know something that's let's say up to ninety seconds. Um, you can typically um you know again it depends on how how custom the animation needs to be but you know if you're between i would say like mid like 3000 to 5000 again just sort of like depending on how custom it is that it needs to be um that's probably within like a good middle section of the market um if you do something where it's like custom you know you you have to create the character and you have to create the character's world and it's like very much illustration driven that type of an explainer video like where you're watching people on the screen and like they're they're very specific to how your audience would be or how like if you have people from your company being featured in a video you know like oh if you hire our team they'll do this um then you know this is a little bit higher end so if you're between i would say like the five to six thousand range that would also be fair and competitive um you know depending on again how you also want to take into account like um that's probably like the cost of production um so you want to be careful to consider any type of extra client management that you might need to do. Like if you're the writer and you're bringing an explainer video to your client um, and you know that you're going to have to sit in on like five or six meetings to even determine what the video message will be. Um, you know, it's, it's important to think of like what the video will cost and what your, what your extra services that you'll need to get the client involved in the process would be. Um, I also think it's important to, um, as a writer or even like an internal writer to um, like, we work with teams all the time where um, we don't like, for example, the Red Clip video animation team, like um, explainer video team, we don't just say, oh, hey, we need to do everything. So if you already have a writer, yeah, we're not gonna work with them. We are actually quite opposite. We are super scalable. So if we actually worked on videos where they already had an internal writer or someone internal to the company was the writer and they had a great voice and they were able to deliver the script in a way that we thought was great. So we worked out a budget with them where, you know, it's scalable according to that. Um, We also go in and just advise companies on what they should or shouldn't do as well, like if they have their own internal team. So um, so I would say um, definitely as a writer, um, if you look to work with a partner or you want to bring it to your client, um, if if, if typically in the past you've worked with, let's say, the director of marketing and you just write white papers or articles and you send them off to the marketing director, chances are the marketing director will take on the project management role of like 
getting those drafts approved by internal management. But if you're bringing on something like a video, a video is kind of like a bigger, hairier beast, for lack of a better word, than a white paper, an article. And, and it just involves all these other elements. Like whenever I produce a video, I'm, I'm never surprised to learn that pretty much everybody in the company has an opinion that oh, should yeah. and they want to be considered. And so there's just something about uh, like storytelling in a video or a film that is like everybody wants to be involved. Like you'll even hear tips from people's spouses. It's quite, it's quite entertaining in and of itself. So you might want to think of yourself not only as a writer, but more as a producer slash project manager. If so, it's like if you're the one who's going to be the liaison with the client, you know, just make sure to sort of in your mind, figure out that you're not just the writer, you're really like the writer and also the project manager for the pro for the for the entire video. So, if you so let, on. let's talk about then two very specific scenarios, then because I think these are the probably the most realistic ones in terms of entry points. Okay, um, you've been working with a marketing director, you've been writing white papers, other marketing collateral, and now they want to do a video. They're going to bring in everybody, and they are going to project manage. You're solely responsible for the script, and of course, working with the different parties on that script. So let's talk about that one. What would you say would be a fair price range? And, and it can be fairly broad, but can you give us an idea? Because I'm sure most listeners don't even know what where to start. Okay, so essentially you're asking um, if, if someone is the script writer and they're going to work with a client, like how much should they charge for that versus like how much the video, the other elements of the video would cost? Exactly, because yeah, we talked sure, about that sure. one, but now let's talk about just kind of that granular... I yeah, I would take a look at the entire budget that like, let's say you speak to a, um, let's say you speak to a firm that says, um, we're going to do everything. And you say, well, actually, I'm the writer and I'm the client liaison. So you don't have to worry about those parts of the process. I would say, look at, look at the full budget that you know, your client can afford, you know, look at not just, you know, what the animation team says it's going to cost, but, you know, how like you have to also factor in your time element and i would say probably 30% of the budget is would be fair for you to handle those aspects of the project i would say you know 25 to 30% would probably be accurate gotcha so a $5000 project if that was the overall so you're talking about a thousand maybe $1500 somewhere in there and of course that includes not just the script, but there's a lot of work that goes into this. You know, you talked yes. about the concepting, you talked about the being involved in the storyboarding process, um, a lot of meetings, conference calls, and so forth. So yes. it sounds like a ton of money, right? But there's more work to it than just typing, you know, whatever, uh, yes. a couple hundred words. So that that's fair. And then I would think, let's say the other scenario, which I think would be very common for, for listeners, would be uh, you're approaching an agency. And, and you talk to them about this being a service you provide. Let's say you've had some minor experience doing it, or they come to you because they really like your 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 voice. Uh, you know, what would you say there? I mean, I would think it'd be a little bit less considering they have to mark you up. Right. So, um, so in that case, I would think about I would think about I would present yourself and think about it from this perspective. And this these also could be some of the selling points as to why people would want to do an explainer video for their clients or use you to do the explainer video because you get it. So like the, the results of an explainer video of doing it is not the explainer video. The result is how the explainer video as a specific piece of collateral helps to achieve larger 
marketing goals, which achieve larger sales goals, which then drive business growth. So if you go to a company's website and ask a question like, or you ask this of their web agency, how many people abandon the site, you know, after 10, within 10 seconds? Or um, how, you know, how many, how much do you, how much um, sale, how many sales or how many new leads does your typical email nurturing campaign after five drip marketing emails, you know, how many people, what is your conversion rate for, for your specific list? And I would start the conversation that way. And then thinking about the, the amount of sales that could get generated from like having a stickier web page that makes people literally stick around longer because there's a video on it or helping their email conversion rates to improve to like and, and improving their whole lead nurturing process with better content. Um, and so from there, I would, I would think about what the business impact would be. And, you know, if it's obviously if it's like a startup company, you want to be competitive but if it's like a larger company that has tons of sales potential and ton and you know their audience and their customers are already in place, um, and I would be scalable. I would I would think about like the whole marketing campaign and maybe just don't come. You could totally come to them like with one explainer video. But like if you're like the go-to writer for a lot of their content, you might want to think about like being involved in their content planning. You know, like for Q1. We're doing a trade show brochure. We're doing email blasts and let's do a video. So you might want to bundle your services that way because if they can get you as one writer on all of these things, it's going to save them time to not have to like pre-brief and manage someone else. So you might want to think about like bundling whatever else you're writing and including an explainer video or your your writing services for an explainer video. Um, so I would say like the more you can like get on their long-term content plan, the better. Um, if you do just like one one video, I would say, you know, think about the client and what you know the client probably would or wouldn't pay and then adjust yours accordingly. Like you don't have to totally lowball yourself if you know that, um, you know, if you know that the client is like a very uh, profitable client and the same aspect, you don't want to like outprice yourself. So I would recommend um, just, I'd recommend having market awareness and seeing like what some of their competitors are doing. So like if you go to like five competitor websites and everybody has video and your client doesn't have video, that's a really compelling reason to make a video. And in that case, it's like a do or die scenario. So if they have the funds, it would be very competitive to jump on board and you know, help them make that happen in a way that's cost effective, but, you know, a way that's also realistic to your bottom line as a writer too. Does that, does that answer the question Absolutely. for you? And, and okay. I love your idea of the bundling because that really, um, not only does it add much more value to the client, mm -hmm. but, um, I think it helps you lock you in, um, and, and create even more trust and, and, um, of course, put more money in your pocket. So this is fantastic. And, um, you know, I want to wrap it up, but before we do that, uh, I, I wanted to make sure I sent people your way, people who want to learn more about you. So where can I tell listeners to, to go check you out? Definitely. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, people can visit me at redclipvideo.com and that's just R-E-D-C-L-I-P video.com and um, my all of my information is there um, just my email address is info at redclipvideo.com and um, I'm always happy to work with writers or to help other storytellers so people are more than welcome just to ask me questions I'm happy to help super well Kathy thanks so much again for coming on uh, this has been uh, this has been very informative. 
I love that this has been something I've been wondering about for a long time too. So you've shed a lot of light um, on the topic, and I know that uh, listeners walked away with some great ideas. So thanks. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Take care. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I know I learned a ton about this because I've been seeing all these explainer videos all over the place, and I wasn't really sure who was doing this, how writers were involved, and so forth. So I'm uh, just glad to hear and learn from, from Kathy today to learn more about this growing opportunity. A quick reminder that you can grab the detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 64. And I have just one quick announcement before I sign off. Today is the last day to apply for the 2X project. So if you're already earning between $40,000 and $80,000 a year or the part-time equivalent of that, and you want to double that income over the next 18 months, you're going to want to check this out. I think the best way to explain the value of this program is this. What got you to where you are today in your writing business is not going to get you to where you want to go. And if you're tired of being stuck in the same income range, you know, in that 30, 40, 50, all the way to $80,000 a year or so, you're tired of working there, working for the same difficult clients and doing the work you're just not crazy about, you need much more than just incremental changes. You need much more than just tweaks. You need a fundamental change in how you do business. And that's what this program is all about. I'm going to work with you one-on-one and in a small group setting with other established writers who are in the same situation you are. And I'll teach you and guide you and coach you through a process that's going to change your business in a dramatic way. You can learn more about it by going to 2xb2b.com. And by the way, You do not have to be a B2B writer or copywriter to apply, but the application deadline is today. So check it out before I close that window. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am your host, Ed Gandia. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com. Thank you.